525,600 minutes. That is less than the amount of time that it took me to fail No Nut November. <laughs> How'd you do? <laughs> well, uh, long, I guess that answers how long the question. Uh, yeah, it was like... Scott, how long did you last, buddy? When did we stop recording? Wait a minute. You were still there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I failed uh, that... while we were recording, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That leads to a really important question. If we're just <laughs> raging sex demons over here, right? Or yeah. what what America calls it, men. We are wearing red, you know, the color of lust. No Nut November is what we're talking about. And clearly, Scott and I didn't make it. We did not achieve diamond no nut, no nutter status. I couldn't even imagine putting yourself in a position to think, I'm going to do this. Well, I could a long time ago when I was younger and single. Before puberty? Before I even knew, like, hey, what's going on down here? <laughs> Why does this feel great? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, this episode goes up and it's a new month. It's a new time. Revitalized. People are out of breath. People, the sales of a yeah. lotion just went <laughs> way up, way up. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're invested in Johnson & Johnson and Jergens. <laughs> what happens this month, Scott? What do we call December? It's the most wonderful time of the year with those folks jingle balling. <laughs> And everyone calling, ha ha ha, ha Tis the season to be naughty. But this is in December. It is destroy your dick December. I think it's called Dick Destroy December. Here's the deal, Scott. <laughs> We've all seen it. We've all watched Letter Kenny. But if you haven't, where have you been? Amazing show. I've never watched it. You what? Yeah. I've only watched clips, and from the clips, it's it's pretty apparent that I would love this show. Yes, 100% yes. I mean, I'm wearing my flannel just for that. I bought this just because I'm going to destroy myself when we're done recording, or right now. And I'm going to ask you this question, Scott. If you saw yourself reach enlightenment in November, that means in December, you have, you have the opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> to achieve complete and utter bliss and that means coming to fruition yeah coming to fruition <laughs> once per date on the calendar so december 1st once december 2nd twice third three times and so on through 31 days <sighs> i have confirmed that r slash dick destroy december has been banned by reddit good that's for the best. <laughs> uh, but your birthday, your birthday is in December. Mm -hmm. So why don't you set a goal of hitting the 21st of December? I don't know if I can make it past day one. You can't do it once? I'm pretty sure that if I tried that, it would be a recreation of the scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he drank from the wrong goblet. <laughs> it would just be like... <laughs> You only have to finish by the time of your birthday 231 times. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no way. Uh, that would be me choosing poorly. All right, I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to do it for you, Scott. I don't think you can. I'm going to think about you the whole time. But I bet if you did, <laughs> those batteries on the scale are going to be having to hold a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, why are you losing so much weight? And what's with the box? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I am your host, Scott, and socially distancing is Willie. Uh, <laughs> we're not we're, we're not doing this because we want to. We're doing this because I'm old and it's late. <laughs> it is not about the uh, the Omicron variant, so don't worry. Scott and I are, are both healthy and we're fine. Here's the deal. We love doing this show and we want to be there for you. But Mm -hmm. schedules and adulting, we deal with it. We do the best that we can. And that means sometimes we record from afar. But we love you anyways. And you can follow us all over the internet. Well, if you're uh, working from home these days, you can follow us on our TikTok at... Sub for that podcast. You can find us on our Insta at... Sub for that. You can find us on our Twitter at... Sub the number four that. And you can drop us a line with a future potential sponsorship opportunity at our brand new email there's a sub for that there's at sub for that and uh for all of those folks who keep subscribing and asking we are currently reworking our youtube uh so stay tuned for that it's probably gonna come back up around the new year now hey max max did you hit skip for 30 seconds you missed it you missed the whole thing yeah those of you listening to the show and you just skipped You missed it. Go back. Try again. We'll see you in 30 seconds. I appreciate you. (laughs) Love you. It's been a crazy week, Scott. A lot of things happening. Have I got some good news for you. As we go into the holiday season, it's not all about shopping and presents. Is it not? Why am I even here? It's more about shipping and presents with an S and a C. You know, like, where's all my gifts? S my Uh, C, right? Because it's my dick in a box. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what S and C stands for, Scott. Santa and Claus. Oh, ho, ho, ho! Let's unwrap this uh, a little bit slowly today. I've got a holiday-related story that I can begin with. Just hold on, before you start that story, are you one that waits until Thanksgiving to start listening to Christmas music, or are you starting it Halloween? On the way home from Thanksgiving dinner, uh, we played Christmas music uh, pretty much exclusively since. On Thanksgiving, we we watched what you watch some National Elf? Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, I see. <laughs> Got one of my favorite lines from all of cinema: "Shitter's full." <laughs> <laughs> all right, but this week in R slash Ramy memes. There's a post titled, Not My Policy. It is a meme, as is in the title, that do all of the adults who've managed to get a PS5 for themselves not feel bad that it probably means a child won't be able to open one on Christmas Day? You're pretty much snatching it straight from Santa's sack. And the Raimi portion of the meme is a picture of Peter Parker talking to the guy who eventually shoots Uncle Ben. I missed the part where that's my problem. So... Willie, my question to you is, should we as adults who have access to all this fancy technology and can create bots if we really wanted to, feel bad about buying these video game systems that we've 
grown up with, put in the time, put in the work, and now have adult jobs and can afford the joys that brought us so much pleasure as a kid? Or do we let somebody else have it in hopes that some other kid gets to experience the same thing we did when we were younger? Oh, Scott, I'm so happy you brought this up. I've been thinking about this all week. And I think I have a similar opinion to probably the most, the majority of our viewers. Fuck them kids. Fuck them. <laughs> Straight, not actually, no. But not, not, not like that. Metaphorically. Don't, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't. I'm looking at you, Max. I have one, I have adult money. I could buy a lot of times whatever I want within means. Mm-hmm. So I want to buy a video game. Or outside of your means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can also be, uh, <laughs> I, I can have dumb adult money and spend way outside of my means. <laughs> but I don't care. You as a child have mm-hmm. so much more free time to figure out how what Discord is and how on earth to milk the system to be able to find the PS5s, mm-hmm. the Xbox Series Xs, the NVIDIA graphics card. You have more just more you have more opportunities to find the things that we don't yeah all those people who have quit their jobs and aren't going back to flipping burgers it's probably because they're in discord all the time making bots that buy ps5s and xboxes before they sell out or uh so that they sell out and we can't get on on normal drops probably have all these nfts and cryptos bought up way before you know, they hit something like Coinbase for us old fuddy-duddies. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even need jobs anymore because they're just staying at home flipping all day long and, uh, you know, flipping us off in, <laughs> in the process. There's this narrative, I think, that these are being purchased by adults. And I think they're being purchased by teens. The reality is that they're finding ways to buy those Air Jordans that you want and resell them at $1,500 when the shoes are 150 bucks we're getting screwed and the difference is is we have the money to buy it and be screwed (laughs) i know we worked so hard and so long to have the means to just buy whatever we want and everything's sold out it's i I don't think we necessarily have the time to deep dive into this but i just want to bring it up today because it's it's like the fourth time this week i've heard this term and this is a really good reality check have you heard of web 3.0 oh yeah Honestly, Willie, when I'm not at work and I'm not working on this, that's where I'm living. Not actually, but it's all I'm reading about. It's all I'm studying about because I think it's mm, the future, so to speak. Let's give a brief summary because I think this speaks to what the the future of the internet is going to be. So maybe we give like a a 30-second synopsis for our listeners, our viewers, on what Web 3.0 is. So maybe I will give a brief history of Web 1.0. And two, and you can define three. Okay. Cool? Yeah. So Web 1.0 is AOL Instant Messenger. It is quite literally the beginning frontiers of the internet. It's Al Gore. It's people opening up a line of communication, and it's a data dump of info. It is the, the enlightenment of connected reading of content online. I tell you, then, you would go to a page and there would be information there for you to consume. The beginnings of Wikipedia started there. We transitioned in 2005 to 2020 to Web 2.0. And we're reaching the end of that now. But Web 2.0 was the rise 
of social media. It was the reading and writing of content. It's the the unification of communication across an entire world. The MySpaces, the the Facebooks, everything that kind of allowed people to connect. Uh, What happened, though, this time, 2005 to 2020, is that the human became the product. Our data, the lack of privacy that happened because of these social media companies that have insane amounts of value and resources, we were the product. Now, Scott, tell us what Web 3.0 is for people that are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? (laughs) When did I get on the group chat podcast? Web 3.0 is going to be decentralized gaming, finance, whatever the internet is today that's run by all these mega corporations it's going to be run by the people it's going to be you can be your own metaverse you can be your own company you can be your own bank technically web 3.0 is going to bring us into the digitalization of the world we've talked about it a little bit before where uh we've mentioned ready player one Mm -hmm. ready player one is uh something where People will put on some goggles, step into a suit or into a booth and become a virtual character in a virtual world. It's kind of the virtualization of everything that we have in the physical world right now. I think this is interesting. And I, I it, like if you're somebody that listens to the show and, and regardless of your age and you're thinking to yourself, how how can I be the next PayPal be the next Amazon. Be on that cutting edge, that place where you become the next billionaire or trillionaire. This is it. You kind of need to embrace blockchain technologies. Do some re- I I really hate the phrase, by the way, do your research because Do your own research, yeah. I hate that phrase. Don't do your own research. Go no, search I mean, for other people's research. <laughs> You fucking oh. idiot. You're, oh, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. doing your own research. This isn't... Go study other people's research, you fucking idiot. This isn't healthcare. And then... <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. The early signs all point to this is going to be the next big thing and Web 3.0, whenever it actually hits, you know, it's we're, we're still a little ways out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're seeing all of the foundations being built right now and it's, it's really exciting. So, yeah, like Willie was saying, just... Go out and read some things and get excited about the future. But some things never change, Scott. And sometimes we just need to embrace certain old traditions. And I'm curious what you think about this. So this week in the subreddit, Today I Learned, there was a post that said, Today I Learned that on July 21st, 1972, George Carlin was arrested. Do you know who George Carlin is? Uh, he is the, uh, the president during the... Iraq War? Nope. He is a comedian. Oh, okay. No? Don't know who he is? <laughs> yes, I know who he is. <laughs> Just, fuck. I don't know, Scott. All right, so... <laughs> He's the guy who came up with the seven things you can't say on the radio. Yes. So George Carlin was arrested and charged with violating obscenity laws after performing his famous seven dirty words routine mm-hmm. at Milwaukee's Summerfest. He would go on to be arrested a total of seven times for reciting this same routine oh that's convenient i wonder if he had it planned out that way maybe do you know what the seven dirty words are oh do i do you want me to say them can we say them on the internet yes i mean yes we can we've said so much worse on this show (laughs) so i believe they are shit 
mother and tits. <laughs> you can't you can't say those. What you the can't... hell? You just said I could say them. <laughs> why would you do such a thing? Scott, my my virgin ears. What the fuck is your problem, you stupid cock? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to fuck you so hard right in your t- so they won't be virgin I... anymore. <laughs> I bring up this story for a few reasons. It's amazing that something that happened in 1972 in this weird age of people on drugs and doing crazy shit trying to overcome this terror that they just went through in the Vietnam War. Just like in December. They're trying to overcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Within reason, because we don't want to create too much controversy. There's a ton of comedians right now being canceled for the things that they have said, both in the past and present. You have have people like Kevin Hart getting kicked off of being able to host the Oscars a few years back, all the way to Dave Chappelle saying something within a comedy series that a lot of people found offensive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where do you draw that line? What do you think is too much or too little? That is a really great question. I have been thankful enough and privileged enough to never really be part of a protected group or uh, a real affected minority group where comedy or jokes have been leveled at me in uh, in a way. Now, you know, I'm half Mexican and I've definitely taken offense in the past to to racist slurs and things like that and it's just kind mm-hmm. of helped me understand both sides of the coin, like why people are offended and why people are angry and I've had to I've had to look uh, and see why both things happen because that's what I do for pretty much everything. I try to understand where people are coming from before I make any sort of judgments. When I see a comedian whose only purpose is to go up on that stage and perform and make people laugh, I take it with a grain of salt. I think some of their jokes are going to be funny and others are not. And I, I've typically just laughed at what I thought was humorous. And if you've studied any sort of comedy in like timing and structure and storytelling you can follow along in the beats and progression of jokes to see like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what they say i know here's the setup here's the punchline and when it comes to these comedians some people will say that they're the last kind of like free speech pushers they want to see how far they can take things they want to say like there's nothing that we can't say as humans that should ever be punishable by laws or like nobody should ever kill somebody over a joke. I think sure. Most sane people would agree that now offending people. If your purpose as a comedian is to go out and offend someone, then that could be fucked up in to say the least how people take your jokes should cause you to reflect on like, well, maybe, maybe I can restructure it a little bit. Maybe I can, Mm -hmm. Uh, take that joke out of my repertoire altogether. All I listened to uh, Mike Berbiglia. His podcast is called Working It Out, and he has other comedians on, and we're, they kind of discuss these things, like because he'll discuss certain comedians who have kind of pushed these boundaries and made it their life's work to say, like, I'm not going to be silenced. I'm not going to be canceled just because of what I do. I'm doing this mm-hmm. for the good of humanity. 
You know, I'm doing this so that we never have to be afraid of anything. There's humor that can be found in any situation, no matter how good or how terrible. And that's just some, how some people cope. So I'm for comedians being able to do whatever they want to do and public opinion as well to judge them for it. It's a give and take situation. It has to be. We have to see how far we're going to allow ourselves as humans to be evolved and civil and eggs are going to be cracked. Feathers are going to be ruffled and take each situation as it comes. Gaston is going to eat 60 eggs regardless, whether we like it or not. (laughs) Exactly. If you don't get that reference, you're not following our TikTok, what is wrong with you? Come on. I mean, clean up after you're done with yourself. It's probably the second at this point. So twice, pretty easy. But tomorrow, think about it. I do want to say, though, that we maybe spend too much time focused on passing judgment. When the reality is that part of whether we like it or not, the capitalist society that we live in mm-hmm. is that money speaks volumes. So it's easy to pass judgment. It's easy to push. But bad press is good press in a sense. I, I think Dave Chappelle probably got so much more money from his show and so many more viewers and eyes on that content mm-hmm. because of the controversy that was pushed. Do you know I so, haven't seen that yet? I haven't either. I don't even know if I will watch it. I, I've gone and seen Dave Chappelle in the past. Uh, I'm a fan of his, but I don't know. I don't really watch comedy specials anymore. I love comedy, but I don't have your, time your for old it. knees. <laughs> I do think that it's okay to say something about content that you disagree with. Sure. I think that's okay. That's free speech. But I also... But I also think that it's okay for a comedian to push those boundaries and make those jokes, but also just be held accountable and do that through money. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with the artist Bo Burnham. I think he said it really well that he has made jokes in his past growing up that he thought was funny in the, at the time and mm-hmm. he grew up. He changed. And now he doesn't tell those jokes. Yeah. Does he probably make some money off of them because they're content that exists? Yes. But he can make a conscious choice to say that was once a joke that at the time was funny or a reflection of the time, reflection of me. And now I've grown from that. But that doesn't mean that I throw it away. Like if you go back and listen to some of our old episodes, God, did we suck. But I also think that like (laughs) we can be judged and held accountable to that time. Yeah, it's it's something we should be allowed to do. We should be allowed to grow and reflect and change because every single human being does it. And it's not like in the before times, not before COVID, I'm just saying the before the Land internet before times. time. It's yeah. like Dinosaurs. Pre, pre-web point one, <laughs> there wasn't such an amount of cameras, an amount of sharing and connection that would slam us into each other. To the point where we can't even move. We're surrounded by content and new faces all day long. Yeah, I had to record my me masturbating on a mini DV camera. (laughs) Sleeping under the covers. They were moving by themselves. Well, speaking of things you probably, you know, shouldn't do. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Scott, Scott, this week in the subreddit Cool Guides, there's a post. 
we don't get to talk about this very much, and I love it. Oh, as somebody who's obsessed with design. Is this about us, I can see, No. Because we're a bunch of cool guys? Sorry. Nope. Sorry. What, what did you say? What? What's it from? Daddy? Sorry. <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> cool guides. Oh, guides. There is a post that says, how not to behave in 15 countries. I thought we already agreed that you can't say that word, Willie. Countries? That's better. Okay, cool. Let's go through a few of these because I think they're really interesting. We in America, we have some things that you probably shouldn't do. If you could say, because it doesn't exist on this cool guide, what is something you shouldn't do if you're an outsider and you come into the United States? Uh, let's see here. Um, not register for a firearm. Accurate. Go on. Unfortunately, <laughs> get any drink smaller than sixty-four ounces. Is that even an option? I don't know. <laughs> you go to McDonald's, not me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Talk about critical theory. <laughs> I don't even think it made it past the censors. So what are some things we're not supposed to do when we go abroad? Well, let's talk about a favorite place for a lot of Americans to visit. Let's talk about France. We Number one, don't expect a huge amount of vegan options. Not many French are vegans, and few accept the practice. That's really interesting, but this list is going to tell me just how much I don't know about other cultures. I'm, I'm excited to learn more, so okay, don't. Go to France expecting to be vegan-friendly. Okay, got it. There, There's a lot of cheese in France, and they're known for that. So I would, I would, that makes sense. Yeah, cheese in France, delicious. Mm. But also, don't talk about money. It's taboo. And don't expect people to speak English. Not because the French are pretentious, but because the French education system doesn't focus on teaching foreign languages. Correct. If I've learned anything about France over the years, it's that it's French first, almost exclusively. If you are an outsider who moves into France, uh, you are expected to become a French citizen first and then practice everything else, which take it or leave it. But it's their country and uh, that's just kind of the way they are, right? Mm, Let's talk about Russia. Maybe the one that we would be least likely to go visit. Okay. I don't understand this first one, Scott. Which don't one? give an even number of flowers as a gift. That's only done for the deceased. That is so odd. That's so specific. Wow. I, there's got to be a story. I wish I knew. If you know what that is, please post it on our socials or send us an email because I would and, love and to get out about that. And, and don't get rely out. on Get out. <laughs> Don't rely on a credit card. Many places only take cash. Okay, that tracks. It's not the most technologically advanced place. Okay, I can believe that. And lastly, don't assume the people support everything the government does. Russians often criticize their government. Well, I think that's fair because we get so much propaganda fed to us by the great media machine that sometimes, you know, growing up, this is going to be a quick rant. Growing up, we watched all these movies where we had foreign enemies, right? Whether it was Russians, Chinese, North Koreans, Middle Easterners. They were all the bad guys, and the U.S. was the good guys. So what does that do as a kid? You grow up thinking that these people are scary. And so if you're not 
properly educated or you don't take the time to go learn for yourself, you just suddenly have this innate fear of people who are different than you. And that's kind of the way I felt growing up based on the action movies that I watched. And I felt like an idiot after the fact, but these countries are so big. It's it's not like every single person thinks that way. Just like that, that guide says. Just like here in the United States, when all this political turmoil was happening over the past several years, people probably thought USA was all Trump supporters. And it's this discourse that I want us to go back to, to realize that not everybody's the same, and we should give people the benefit of the doubt, and we should be civil again. It's the reality that the people and the government are different. Mm-hmm. Almost always, I'm sure. I, I want to end on a, a juxtaposition between two different countries that I think it, it says a lot about the countries, not in a negative way for either of them, but just how different they are. And that is Norway and Kenya. Wait, what? You'll see. The first one for Norway here, it says, don't stare at naked people. Norwegians change clothes in public, but people are expected to look away. I did not know that. I didn't either, and I would stare. I think as an American, I absolutely would stare because I wouldn't realize it. I think if I ever get a chance to go to Norway, I'm going to have to read this list again. Otherwise, I might get caught for uh, (laughs) public staring at lewdness or public staring at indecency. Yeah. The next one here says, don't ask people about church. It's considered rude and most don't attend church anyways. So the the Norwegian disease is spreading here in the United States. Okay, gotcha. Yep, slowly but surely. Uh, And the last one for Norway says, don't expect special treatment. Norwegians are informal, and most everyone is on a first-name basis with one another. Oh, that's cool. I love that. As somebody who appreciates people being forward, sign me up. I should go visit Norway. Well, Scott, you might not want to go to Kenya. Because the first one for Kenya says, don't disrespect religion. A large part of the population is religious. Okay. That's cool. Fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Totally fine. People don't Uh, Don't be impatient. Oh, Hardly anything or anyone runs on time. All right. Okay. That's good. I'm cool with that. I'm patient. I'm very patient. Yeah. Don't talk about sex in mixed company. It's considered wrong. Oh, interesting. So, much like the United States was born of a puritanical mind they're kind of just uh on that next level sure they're right there which means that there's probably some underground clubs where people like to go and just talk about sex is that a club you want to go to you want to you want to do i want to go to a sex club is that what you're asking yes i'll have you know i'm a ball gag holding member (laughs) of several (laughs) i'm not sure we're friends anymore (laughs) Don't worry, you're invited. Help? (laughs) Someone? (laughs) And and lastly, we're talking about Kenya here. It says, don't call someone by their first name. Only do it if someone uses their first name with you. Oh, so those two places couldn't be more opposite. They're the exact opposite from one another. So based on that guide, sounds like there's countries that are maybe a little bit more open and some that are a little bit more private. I think that's fair to say. And that's that's okay. Because speaking of things like that, this week in r slash made me smile, the post is we need these kind of people. And it's talking about an Ask Reddit post. Very meta. Okay. What is something you've done purely out of the goodness of your heart, but I've never told anyone? And I want you to think about this because uh, I've got a couple comments that we can talk about here. But the main story is... I was in my art class in high school, and there was a girl who I didn't really know, but she was a few grades younger. 
I could tell she didn't have many friends, but was really sweet. She was talking to me one day and told me that her birthday was soon, and she was so excited. I decided to send one of those balloons and whatnot you can get through the student store on her birthday, though she didn't know me very well, so I didn't sign my name. It just so happened that the student store worker brought them in during our art class, and I got to see her reaction. She lit up and kept telling us it had to have been from her mom or her best friend, and how she couldn't believe that someone got her something and she wouldn't stop smiling the whole rest of the class. I never told her it was me. I was just happy she felt special. That was a pretty good day. That's awesome. I, th- I think that's a really cool, uplifting, tiny little story. Yeah, and as we go into the season of giving, I kind of want to try and see if we can do a little bit more of these, break, maybe spread some joy. The comment section is also kind of this, and... Some of these you might have to take with a grain of salt, as all stories on Reddit, including the, the classic internet. ones. Yep. <laughs> Let me just read a couple here that I think are great and can kind of inspire us going into the rest of December. I had a coworker who had run up a dental bill due to an emergency and they couldn't afford to pay the bill. I called the dentist's Damn. office and paid off the bill with my credit card and asked them never to tell my friend. Dude, that's that's a big gift. I've been taking my giant friendly dog downtown to visit the homeless lately. They light up when they see him, and it's as much as karmic therapy for me as it is for my dog just to love people. Yeah, dogs can do wonders for people's emotions, and and reaching out to somebody who isn't in a good position, that's a really nice, simple thing that you can do to bring someone some joy. And finally... There's a ton of other comments. I could go and do this all day, but I really like this one. I'm an atheist, and wildly so. No one in my family knows for safety reasons. They have been pestering me to go to church services more and to study the Bible more. Last Mm, Christmas, I was forcefully taken to a church service after which they took me to a local orphanage. The kids at the orphanage gave a performance of Christmas songs. Then they took us to their newly furnished dining area with new tables and chairs and linoleum where we served. We were served a Christmas tea. My family made it a point to lecture me in front of the entire group about how these kids have nothing but still find the faith to praise God and whatnot. They said I should be more grateful to God for what I have. The priest who runs the orphanage looked at me very uncomfortably and I could see that he was feeling a bit ashamed. I didn't blame him though. You see, what my family didn't know, and what only the priest knows, is that I was the one who paid for the entire dining area. I paid for the chairs, the tables, and the linoleum. I also paid for a few more bedrooms. I didn't need to publicize it, and Reddit is anonymous, so no worries about letting people know here. I don't believe in God anymore, but I would still like to see a world where every child has what they need to be a child. I know, right? Damn, I... While you were saying that, I'm trying to think about like, I have the attention span of a goldfish. So trying to remember a lot of these (laughs) older stories before I go into the show, for those of you listening, like I will think about that time that man touched my penis when I was in (laughs) Greece. I I have to plan those stories out. I think about them. But thinking about wonderful things that I've done for people is a little bit harder because like you have to think so far back. Oh, God. Never. (laughs) I do nice things now. Uh, I will say (laughs) that I do make a routine. I go to Starbucks all the time. Mm -hmm. And I do try to make it a routine now that maybe once a month, I'll say I'll pay for the person behind me. That's cool. Just little things like that can really make somebody's day. Totally change their trajectory and where they were going. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. You can follow us all over the internet, but ultimately, if you like the show, if you like what we do, 
tell a friend. Leave a review. And you know what? Email us at there's a subforthat.com. There's at subforthat.com. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's programmer humor, Mwam. comedy heaven, or 13 or 30, there's a sub for that. that.